So awesome to be part of a church family, a church community where uh, we honour our kids and to see uh, them participate in our services. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year, another year over? Another year, another year over? What? Is anyone getting this with me? Anyone identifying with this? Another year over? Are you serious? In fact, my, my wife posted this on Facebook. 2018 went like January, 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 March, April, May, July, or September, November, Christmas. And it feels, feels a bit like that, doesn't it? And uh, I think every year, Joe and I say to ourselves, next year we're going to do it differently. Next year we're going to be prepared. We're going to get presents well in advance. We're going to know what we're doing. We're going to have all the arrangements done so that there's no stress, no worry. But of course, lo and behold, there we are, late night shopping, lining up with the tens of thousands of other people right to the very end of the store, Um, very stressed, very up late at night, all of those sorts of things. Okay, you know what, we need to prepare better for this. And uh, we were listening to a Christmas uh, playlist on Spotify and Joy to the World came on and a line from the, the lyrics just jumped out at me. It said, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Then what does it say? Let every heart prepare him room. Let every heart prepare him room. Not just those who are religious or those who have got it together. Let every heart, for joy has come to the world. This is an event that is cosmic. This is an event for every human being. Jesus has come for everyone. So let every heart. Make space. And when we prepare for things, we make space. Uh, we prepare for all sorts of things, particularly at Christmas. We think about, you know, what we're going to eat for the Christmas dinner, what we're going to get for the kids. And we're preparing, we're thinking about it, we're making space. And I just encourage you this morning, the, the line of this song says, let every heart make space for the most important thing of Christmas, and that is Jesus. Let us create space for Jesus, even now, this morning. Um, as I was thinking about creating space, this story of my childhood straight away came to mind. And that is birthdays for a, a young high school student and his mates was always all-you-can-eat pizza hut. Are you, are you listening? Yeah, you getting it? Yeah, all-you-can-eat pizza hut. And of course, me and my friends had a competition and you can guess what that might have been. Who can eat the most pizza? Now, in order to prepare for the competition, we needed to go into training. And that would involve checking out each other's lunchbox. Oh, he's got a jam sandwich. Oh, he's had three bites of that. That might do it. Might be too much for him. He might lose the competition. We didn't want to eat too much because then we'd be too full. But we didn't want to not eat enough because it's a bit like when you're overtired and you can't sleep. When you don't eat, For too long, you kind of get not hungry. So there's this balance, and we're trying to win this competition. And the way we worked out who won the competition was that you had to keep the edges, the crusts of your pizza, and there was a certain criteria about how much, how big the crust could be. And at the very end, when everyone had their fill, we made a circle 
with the crusts that were left over and whoever had the biggest circle was reigned champion. And I'm, I'm holding my hand up because I was proud of being the champion so many times. But we had to prepare room. Now, there's something very interesting about all-you-can-eat Pizza Hut and that is the dessert bar. That is also all that you can eat. And so there was this dilemma. Do you have dessert? Because you want to have dessert, but then you might like have space taken up for all the pizza. But I think it was then you've, we've all discovered that you've actually got a separate stomach for dessert. Isn't that true? No matter how much you eat, there's always space. There is always room. <laughs> and the point of that story is that we should always have space. We should ha- always have room for Jesus. Let every heart prepare him room. And uh, kids, I've got a little bit of an illustration. Yeah. Now, some of, some of you might have seen this illustration in terms of good time management, but I want to just, I just want to uh, take a little bit of a different spin on it. See, if we think of this as our hearts and our lives and you know, there's certain things we do at Christmas time that's there's part of tradition. I mean, traditions are good. Uh, traditions came about because they reflected the story. And, but sometimes the, the traditions sort of take over and take up space. So whether putting up the Christmas tree or, you know, the Christmas lights, um, working out, you know, what, what to do at Christmas time, where to be, what, all the Christmas parties... There's certain things that, that fill up our, our lives and our space. That, they might be little things, but there might be certain things that are maybe a bit more important, like um, what are we going to do come Christmas time with family, you know, plans, um, you know, what carol services are we going to go to, um, what else have we got, uh, what presents we're going to buy for our children, I've got five kids, so I better just put lots in there. Um, And so we fill up our lives with all the traditions of Christmas. And uh, then it comes to to Christmas morning and and we we hear the message of Jesus and we think, oh, we need to make space for Jesus to make a difference in our lives and try and kind of squash it and make space, but there's... There's no space for Jesus, and this feels very strange doing this. I know it's just a, part, a, a ball, but we try and squash Jesus in so that he might, he might fit into our space and into our life. Um, the problem with that is we end up with a very warped picture of who Jesus is and what Jesus is actually all about and what message he came to proclaim. See, Jesus came to give us life and hope and peace and joy. And in the midst of our chaos, sometimes we don't experience that because we have a warped picture. And so we need to, you know, in in the Bible, um, Jesus quoted Isaiah and he said, make straight the paths for the coming of the Lord. He said, make the mountains flat and the valleys filled in and the straight roads, uh, crooked roads straight. So when a, when a king was coming to visit 
a city to make it easy for the king to access the city. Uh, people would go out and they'd, they'd, they'd see, see the road, and if, if the road had a, had a turn in it because of a tree, they'd cut the tree down in order for the road to go straight. If, if there was a hill to climb over, they'd, they'd level the hill. If there was a valley, they'd use this, the soil to, to make space. And so it is like that in our hearts and in our lives to create space for Jesus. Sometimes we need to take things out. And so I have an unwarped Jesus here, kids. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with the, the traditions per se. But if I, if I make space, a bit like Sean W. Smith last week, do you remember how he said make Jesus your number one, not your number two or your number ten? And if I now, now fill my life and my heart with the things then I might actually find, if I don't make a mess, look at that. Yes, it worked. It's actually even still some more space in there. But you know what happens is when we actually prepare a space for Jesus in our hearts, the traditions of Christmas take on a whole new meaning. When we hang up the lights, we remember that Jesus was the light of the world. He came into the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. When we put up the tree, we think of the new life in the depths of winter. When we think of family, perhaps family might be a difficult time for some people. We know that Jesus came to forgive us. And maybe at this Christmas time, we might find it in our hearts to forgive those who have hurt us. And when we think of giving gifts to our children, we remember that Jesus was, of course, the greatest gift of all, born for our salvation, born to give us life, hope, peace, and joy. And so at this Christmas time, each of us needs to decide as an innkeeper if there's room for Jesus. But here you might say, It's already Christmas morning. There's been no time to prepare. You know, the good thing about the gospel is that there's always time. There is never too late. There is never I've missed my chance. There is always time for Jesus. You know, uh, my son Joel, hi Joel, the other day we were having uh, a quiet time in our family and I was a bit exhausted from the the Christmas period and I was lying on the couch and Joel was playing with his his toys in the lounge room and he he came up and he lied next to me and a bit like Jackson with the back scratcher, he gave me a little head tickle and I said, Joel, that's nice, I like that. And his response was, yeah, that's what I came here for, warm cuddles. And, you know, in that moment, the thought occurred to me, you know, when we experience joy, when we experience peace and hope and love, we might hear Jesus whisper in our ear, yeah, that's what I came here for. You see, that's why Jesus came 2,000 years ago into our world as a baby, wrapped in a manger, into our confusion, into our chaos, into our hardness, He came into that space in order that we might find hope, 
and love and peace and joy. That's what he came here for. And so I would encourage each and every one of us, even though it is Christmas Day, even in this moment, may we prepare him room. May we open up our hearts and actually receive the gift of Jesus this morning in our hearts and may he transform our hearts and our lives from this day on. We are now going to finish our service this morning by singing, can anyone guess? (laughs) Yeah? Joy to the world. Will you stand with us as we sing?